broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 145. This is Schmitty. I'm Zoner. And this is Zook. Uh, we come to you first of a new year. Congratulations. Happy New Year. We're still alive. <laughs> you know, I really don't understand this whole New Year thing. People's fascination with flipping over from December 31st to January 1st. Are they just excited that they get a new wall calendar? Or <laughs> I, I don't understand people's fascination with this. Well, uh, understand or no, it's still a new year, and we want to wish you a happy new year from... <laughs> Uh, everyone here and our friends over at truckradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Check that out. That's how you pull a segue. <laughs> and that's how you shut Zoner down with his nonsensical ramblings. Yeah, 30 seconds in, he's rambling. I'm actually, I actually am happy for the new wall calendar. I got a wall calendar for Christmas. And normally I, I don't see the point. I hate wall calendars. I do not understand the need for it. We have smartphones. We have computers. I'll look at a computer much more often than I look at a wall. It's, Does this one have Kathy Ireland? It's better. It's the all my friends are dead wall calendar. Oh, nice. It has like the dino. It has like the, the little kid dinosaur. All my friends are dead. Has the old person. Almost all my friends are dead. No, wait. Now all my friends are dead. <laughs> Has the Grim Reaper at the end of, in December going, this job makes me feel so alive. Nice. That's kind of morbid and depressing, dude. Yeah, the kids thought it was for them because it happens in like happy little cartoon characters and I had to very quickly take it away from them. It's yeah, that, awesome. That would make me like just cry when I look at my calendar every day. It's like, oh, I have a meeting at 2 p.m. and all my friends are dead. Well, you are older than us, so it's okay. I am. Hey, um... Funny story here. While looking at my new wall calendar, I realized that we are off to NMX this weekend. Like, day after tomorrow sort of thing. Schmitty, Dr. Squishy, and I are going to be heading down to Las Vegas to the New Media Expo, where we have been nominated by you, dear listener, uh, as Best in Tech for the ninth Annual Podcast Awards. Now, by the time you're hearing this, we may have already won. Or lost horribly. No, no, we'll never know. It's a mystery. <laughs> we are going to put links up on our Facebook and on our site where you can watch the uh, the podcast awards being emceed by none other but but Doctor Drew Pinsky. Sweet. I'm actually really excited about that. <laughs> I'm going to schmooze him so hard to get him on the show. He's like he's like an uncle to me. He's iconic for our generation. Yeah. But you know, uh, you should ask him. I've got this like thing. It's like athlete's foot, but on my back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I really don't. Yeah, no. But. Um, so we're excited for that. But then we're going to stay the rest of the week, and we will be bringing you CES 2014 from the floor. So we're really excited for this. We hope you are too. I was just kind of surprised that it's kind of like right around the corner. And we should specify it is the convention floor, not just like some floor in the hotel room or something. We could do that too. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> break out the sitting. We'll break sit out the sleeping circle. bags. <laughs> we make yeah, no promises, we, though. <laughs> we just pour a bunch of Legos in the middle of us and record a podcast like that. We need to do that every week. All right. <laughs> how we how have do some... we keep Schmitty around for more than an hour? Just pour a whole bunch of Legos down there. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I spent. Two days this Christmas holiday season, just putting Legos together. Oh, isn't that oh so great? did I. <laughs> it, it was like the best thing ever. This is why we actually have kids. All yeah, right. My kids were getting mad at me. I just want to do them, Dad. No, not me. Uh, we have some feedback from last week's show. We were talking about the moon pictures and how boring they are, just how desolate all the pictures of the moon are. The ones taken in the 60s, and then these new uh, blurry cam pictures from Chinese rover that's been sent up there. Uh, our friend Tanner on Twitter wrote to us, NASA should just hire Nathan Fillion and Brian Cranston to stand in the background of all moon photos. Problem solved. And I got thinking about this, I'm like, well, that's kind of cheesy, that'd be kind of silly. But, to all you Breaking Bad fans out there, how hilarious would it be to see a picturesque landscape of the moon 
and then and the trailer. An RV. <laughs> There's the Heisenberg meth RV standing in the green smoke coming out of it. Just, <laughs> just saying, it looks a lot like it. Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston hopping Cranston out, stumbles out of the door in his underwear and promptly explodes. <laughs> and, and no, he has an astronaut helmet. His underwear oh, okay. and an astronaut helmet. Don't want to kill him. <laughs> We're going well, for ridiculous here, okay? Ridiculous, not morbid. Uh, Tanner, thank you very much. That Says would the be guy hilarious. with the calendar talking about people that are dead. That's just kind of my natural state, though. It's just laughing about death. Uh, so, yeah, that was our feedback. Thank you, Tanner. Again, if you want to uh, give us some feedback, let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-something-geek. I'll figure it out by the end of the show. <laughs> 417. That was awesome. 917. 917, geek. <laughs> Is it 971? Dude, now, <laughs> you're just, now you're just messing with me. 423? 917, geek. I, I just had an image of Brian Cranston on your calendar. All my clients are dead. <laughs> <laughs> All my competition is dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think the Breaking Bad wall calendar would work real well. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway. We we got to get this show on the rails, man. We've just jumped them so bad. <laughs> okay, so our first headlines come from the Bond villain that has become the NSA. Indeed. News has come out, and admittedly i take this with a huge grain of salt because it just sounds too ridiculous to possibly be real but it turns out there are documents detailing how the nsa has intercepted personal mails being sent like if it's personal electronics to insert tracking and bug li listening devices the, yeah, that yeah. delivery exception that your package encountered, it yeah. wasn't because of the weather. Yeah, Sorry, one day delay while we insert data tracking and data mining information into your flash drive. But seriously, this is hard drives, flash drives. It doesn't specify in this article here, but it. I would imagine that these were targeted. You know, so it was going to a company that they were interested in learning more about. It wasn't, I bought a new SSD off of Newegg, and they're randomly stopping it in the mail. People who voted Republican. But I might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Zooks are all going to be uh, intercepted because he's on the NSA watch list. <laughs> well, he got us all on the watch list. Thanks, Zook. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> All There's a reason they're not flying to Vegas. All my <laughs> friends are on the NSA watch list. That's, that's my wall calendar of 2015. Yeah. So, yeah that's, about, that's about right, though. I, I would imagine that the sheer scope of having to do this for all packages in the U.S. would be too much. I mean, UPS can't keep up with all packages in the U.S. I doubt the NSA can. Well, this if is it, probably why. <laughs> if it could, our unemployment should be much lower. But it's still not cool. I mean, isn't mail like one of the few federally protected things we still have? But if it's the federal government doing it, just mail a thought. from the USPS is federally protected, but UPS, FedEx, DHL, those oh, aren't federally pr protected. And that's not mail per se. Yeah, oh, that, I didn't, that's, you're right, I didn't entities. even think about that. I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. So you can't take someone's coupons out of their mailbox on Tuesday when they show up with all the junk mail, but you can insert a tracking device into somebody's new receiver that they just ordered off Amazon. Yeah, it's right there in the the, the tiny text. <laughs> yeah, when you're buying that two-day shipping, yeah. This seems like all these new headlines that keep coming out about the NSA just seem to one up the previous one. And they're you terrifying. Remember two years ago when we started this show, Sony had that huge debacle two and a half years ago. Uh, they had that huge debacle where the PlayStation network was hacked by anonymous. And it, it seemed every single week we had three or four new Sony headlines, but honestly they were just, 
oh, they also got this information. Oh, they also got the, you know, it's just more of the same. Right. This is just one upping itself to the point that I almost just feel numb. Yeah, it's it's almost like new information about the NSA is it, it becomes non-surprising. It's like I, I I could believe that because of all the other stuff, or it's to the point where you know you're 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 thinking of other things like oh then they probably have done this too they probably they probably bugged my toaster before I bought it things yeah, like well, that <laughs> in a month we're going to get a headline oh by the way two weeks ago when you couldn't fall asleep that was the NSA putting a bug in your head and I'd be like <laughs> yeah okay yeah that makes sense you know? yep. Uh, that that, that goes right on line with them coming in and expiring my milk for me, so I'd have to go out and buy new milk that they had also tracked. I do appreciate that, though, because I don't like expired <laughs> milk. So <laughs> if they can keep on top of that for me, you know, that at least provides a service. Your I'm milk is spiked with uh, tracking nanobots now. <laughs> I tell you, I, I will re- reiterate, this is a half joke, but half truth here people wouldn't be so upset about all this information from the nsa if they also offered personal concierge service yeah then it'd be like siri or android i mean it would be a feature you know (laughs) that'll that'll be the next headline is google and nsa make a uh, a contract together so google can data mine all this information but i'm telling you it's like they could sell this Totally. People would pay a monthly fee to have the NSA bring them their favorite magazines, uh, preload all their favorite websites for when they get to work, <laughs> help scrub all their inappropriate web history before the wife sees it. You know, just just if you're already in my systems doing all this. You might as well help me out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, really, is it too much to ask? And when the hard drive crashes, just give me a backup. It's not like you don't have one. It's not like you didn't know my hard drive was about to crash before I did. That's true. <laughs> they we probably caused you. it to crash. <laughs> we noticed your hard drive was about to crash. Don't worry. Here's a new one. It already has a copy of everything that's on your current one. We and the new, change, the new changes you were going to make to that report you, you have due. Really, NSA? Really? You couldn't do this one thing for us? Yeah, it's it's getting to the point where it's becoming ridiculous how invasive these people are and how just the balls that they have to go about and and do this, you know? It just And what's crazy me. is the fact that we have often said how how many times have we said that it seems that laws are not caught up to technology. That there just simply isn't a law for something new that's come out with technology. It seems like the NSA has been taking advantage of this. Well, there isn't a law that says we can't do this. Yeah, but there's this little thing called the Constitution. And they just kind of piss all over that at will. But the Constitution doesn't talk about cell phones, Honor. It wasn't around (laughs) in the 1700s. I know. Illegal search and seizure only applies to people busting in your front door. Constitution exactly. and laws aside, there there are some things that they have done that do go against laws, like intercepting packages and tampering with them. Uh, yeah. Personal property laws come yeah. to mind. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. What's really awesome was a uh, anonymous report that came out. This is a couple weeks ago. This isn't breaking news, but an anonymous report came out from the higher echelons of the NSA that revealed how many terrorist cell activities all this effort has stopped in the last 10 years. And that number is a big old zip. That's a big zero. That's a big zero. Because they're not focused on terrorists. They're focused on enemies of political people. Yeah, tinfoil hat here. No, I'm dead serious, dude. I think that this is all, and it's all being used to, for political gain. Zoner's mic just goes dead. (laughs) (laughs) You've been wondering why you've been having a problem with your mic tonight. Uh, Yeah, no doubt. All I hear is the, the, the emergency broadcasting system noise in my headphones now. What's going on? Be Was calm. that glass shattering? Be calm. <laughs> Obey. Consume. That's, that that sounded like a fifty cal going through my front window. What? What's that going through my forehead? He must be playing Call of Duty. That's awesome. That, that hurt. I, also, that came out, and this one is actually less scandalous, less huge. The NSA has 
been allocating funds towards a project, they want a quantum supercomputer. Well, who doesn't? I want a quantum supercomputer. I don't even know what I'd do with it. I'd play like the meanest <laughs> game of Mahjong ever. Their Dude, idea You'd is, have no lag when you get on the Minecraft servers. No or, lag at all. Or I'd have all the lag. You don't know with quantum <laughs> computers. <laughs> I could have both at once. Dude, you'd have all the servers. And none. <laughs> it's it the Schrodinger server. <laughs> it would be turned off and connected to everything all at once. No, in all honesty, they want a quantum supercomputer uh, on the idea that a quantum computer would basically be able to break any encryption man could ever think of just by the sheer nature of quantum mechanics law and quantum computing yeah, yeah law of numbers the only way you could have encryption that it couldn't break is if it was encryption handled by another quantum computer this isn't surprising okay people have been working on having a quantum computer for things like this for years and years and years in my mind what is surprising is that they have only, only, you know, with a huge asterisk there, only been allocating $79.7 million to the research program. That doesn't seem like that much. It's, it's a drop in the bucket. IBM spent more than that on Watson. Yeah. You know, that seems kind of odd. Even more odd is the code name they gave it. Code name, Penetrating Hard Targets. Which is simultaneously the worst code name and the best title for an adult film ever. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds kind of dirty. Penetrating hard targets is like the description on my can of WD-40. <laughs> I was going to go with like high caliber rifle rounds, but sure, to each his own. <laughs> John Stone in Hard Target Penetration. <laughs> that some starring Buck Naked. I seriously, who came up with this name? I don't know. That must have been a Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. <laughs> yeah, there's an inappropriate just... daddy conversation I don't want to have. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's just that's just ridiculous. I mean. That the code name isn't that like supposed to like be obscure? Hide, uh, yeah, hide what the actual objective of the project is. Like code name Gotham or something like that. Yeah, Co code name Brainiac, Longhorn, Microsoft <laughs> Project Longhorn, Project Every, Whistler. I mean, nobody thought that they were doing cattle projects, <laughs> but by the name, one would think, hey, Microsoft's getting into ranching. No, it was Vista. Whistler yeah. was XP. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I understand. Yeah, they, uh, they don't, they don't get it. No, the, the NSA really needs to work on their code names. <laughs> for for people who are on the internet so often, it's amazing how, how what a hard time they had getting the name. You know, just go on Reddit. I'm sure. I mean, hit Twitter up hashtag hashtag code name. You could come up with some awesome ones. <laughs> That's our show title. I was name. just going to say, is that our Hasht show title? Hashtag code name. <laughs> code name, secret name. <laughs> I screwed that up. I was going to say stupid name, and I completely screwed that up. It's really late. We've been working on trying to start this show for a long time. Okay. Like code name, secret name. <laughs> code name, secret project name. So, uh, skipping ahead here a little bit, we'll, we'll reorder things. Uh, speaking of online security, the program that was supposed to offer anonymous, let's be honest, sexting, Snapchat was compromised. Now, Snapchat, if you're not familiar with it, it's the idea that you can send a target, you can select a target. So, say I select Schmitty. I can no. send him a picture, and it sends it to him. But then it's immediately gone from my phone. He can see it, but once he's seen it, it's gone as well. After 10 seconds, yeah. Yeah, the idea being that there's no incriminating, incriminating photos left behind. According to them, the photos aren't even on their own servers. 
Well, what do you think it's been made for? It's been made for, you know, photo sexting. Of course it has. Why else would you make a program like that? Well, someone has compromised how many now? I mean, 4.6 million user accounts, usernames and passwords. Um, now it's, it's not known whether or not this will let you, uh, it let you have access to users' photos, but just the ability to, to see their friends lists and their, their contact, contact lists is enough to, to scare a lot of people. So it's, Either way, it's bad. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about this, though, is it wasn't a group of malicious hackers who did this. It wasn't people who were trying to, you know, exploit the system. This was a bunch of white hat hackers that found an exploit, and they wanted to let people know, hey, this exploit is there. And also, Snapchat, y'all need to fix this. Yeah. So, I mean, cool for them. Yay seeing hacking, like, being used for good yeah they, they posted the data publicly anyone could get to it um it's not up anymore uh i checked <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah so that, that raises another question white hack hackers I, I know we've talked about them before but is it really ethical if if they're going for you know pointing out flaws and exploits <laughs> That's a real tough question, and not to make a talking point out of it, but it's one thing if you were hired to find a problem, or even like Facebook's supposed white hat hacking team or Google's cracking team, where they open it up to the users and there's an understanding that if you find a break like this, you report it to us and you'll be rewarded, versus you didn't ask for help. You don't know us. You didn't even know we were doing this, but we broke your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, kind, it's kind of a gray area, I it's think. It's a very gray area. And I'm not coming down on the hackers in this case because what they did, and I think, I think the only thing that shows that they weren't trying to be malicious is the fact that they blurred out some of the information and have posted it to where people can see it. They're not holding it. They're not selling it. They're not spamming the system. They're not trying to exploit this even though it's an exploit, but you know what I mean. But they're being very forthcoming. They're not hiding behind, you know, like Anonymous does. Everyone knows who they are. They know the people in it. But at the same time, that's kind of like someone, like, walking up with a sledgehammer and busting open my door to let me know, by the way, your door is vulnerable to sledgehammer attacks. Well, thanks. I have no clue who you are. I didn't ask for that help, and I kind of thought it might be, but... <laughs> Do that in my house, you're likely to get shot. Just I saying. was just providing a service, the just sledgehammer resistance test. <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, areas like this, I don't know that I would call them white hat hackers, although the news agencies are, but news agencies are idiots. Um, I think I think they are definitely more of a gray hat hacker because I don't believe that they were hired for this job, were they? I, I'm not seeing no. that anywhere in the stories that I've read. No, the, the site they posted it to, um, SnapchatDB.info, is not registered to Snapchat. Um, and, and I did check it again. It is up. I, I think when I checked it before, it was just being bombarded. But um, So you still can get the data. Um, so I, I, I think you're right that you know they weren't hired for it. They did this maliciously, even though claiming to be white hat hackers. Uh, so yeah. they they probably had good intentions, but they did a, a they did a very malicious goal with good intentions. So I, I think that's very a gray. good way to put it. It's very yeah. gray. I don't know how to take it either. I mean, I appreciate the service they're trying to do. Again, we're not trying to come down on it. If there's if there's problems like this, it's better that it's known. But they probably should have handled it differently as opposed to just immediately taking it public, however. Well, I'm re I remi reminded a couple of years ago, um, local Burger Kings in our area, I know this sounds like a huge departure, but bear with me. They had a reward card system. It was a local franchise only here in Utah. And if you kept using your card, you could earn points 
to apply towards other things. It was Utah and Idaho. Yeah. And it was hugely successful, so successful that they had to end the promotion because the national headquarters, the national franchise, wanted to take it up and they wanted to do it themselves. So, yay, that was a good idea. The problem was is that you could take your card number online to their website, register, and see how many points you had. That doesn't sound like a problem until Schmitty and I looked at it, and Schmitty realized that with a very easy SQL code injection, we could look at each other's profiles and start to mess with the points value. Schmitty learned he could take points from other people and apply it towards his balance. Now, big whoop. It means a free whopper, right? But Free whoppers still, for life. <laughs> but it's still a malicious, it's still a malicious attack. We right. considered writing about it. We considered putting up here on the site, writing about it and how things like this aren't secure and aren't safe. Instead, what we decided, what Schmidt and I decided is we contacted the webmaster and the, the franchise owner who was running this promotion to let them know that this is happening and is it okay if we write about it? Or what do they want to do to proceed? They asked me not to write about it. They appreciated us letting it know. And within three hours, it was fixed. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that's more of a white hat route. You know what I'm saying? Versus trying to go for the glory. And there's nothing in this particular news article. But we have seen it where hackers have done that. And they've brought it up with the developer or the owner. And the owner does nothing. You remember that guy who did that with Facebook? Uh, what was it six months ago? Yeah. He, he and he posted to Mark Zuckerberg's timeline. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and they sued him for it, they even sued though him for it. yeah, even though he gave them, he tried emailing them multiple times, he tried messaging them multiple times, and they never did anything. So what else? What other recourse did he have? I'm not condoning that action, but <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, in that case, I would still consider him a white hat because he did try and go about it the right way. This news article doesn't say these people did that. No. So I don't know. Like I said, not coming down on either side. It just seems like a real fuzzy area. Um. Oh, hey, I completely forgot. I, for I apologize to our listeners and to my co-hosts, but there is currently a movement in uh in Washington to have... Edward Snowden reclassified as a whistleblower. Huh. Now that doesn't it, surprise me. It doesn't surprise me either. But if you are not familiar with the term, a whistleblower, of course, is someone who uh, shines a light on something that has gone wrong. Whistleblower is a very protected term, and there are laws that protect whistleblowers from pr- prosecution. Now, of course, you have to qualify as a whistleblower. You can't just be like a jilted employee or, or a, you know, disgruntled person. You have to actually have tried to bring something forth in good faith and are worried about prosecution for it. Prosecution and persecution, I should say. I think Edward Snowden kind of qualifies. Totally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're actually thinking about giving him whistleblower status. That's interesting. Which sounds like another adult film. I think it's interesting that right, either right before, right after, there was all this talk about making whistleblowers more protected, and then he comes out and blows whistles, and he's labeled (laughs) as a traitor. Yeah, yeah. Cue Archer's sound clip going freezing. You know I know what I'm doing. And yet he does it anyway. Okay. So, my mind is blank. Let's go on to the next headline. Oh, here's one. Amazon is looking like sales tax is going to start applying to more states. Now, I botched that, so let me do that again. Amazon is going to be expanding sales tax into more states. What this means is that when you usually go to Amazon and you buy something, you get it sales tax free. That's awesome because you don't live in California where they're based, right? They're not alone in that. Most websites have that issue, which they like because it actually encourages people to buy on their website. People don't like paying sales tax, especially to states they don't live in. 
Well, it's looking like that might be going for more states, however. Three more states in particular, actually. Uh, if you are in South Carolina... Uh, no. well, sorry, Indiana, South, Indiana, Indiana, Nevada, and Tennessee. South Carolina is soon to, to, to be next, so... Yeah, uh, South Carolina will be, uh, will be there, but I'm not really sure why this is suddenly happening and just those three, but it looks like a lot of the brick and mortar stores have been bringing up argument against Amazon and have won rulings in those states. Well, this is something I actually predicted. Was it in our prediction show last year that we're going to start seeing more of this, that brick and mortar stores are going to have a resurgence because the internet's going to lose its tax-free benefit, basically. And I think it's starting to happen now. We've got, you know, we've got these three states. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that states are broke. Governments are broke because they keep spending money like drunken sailors. And they've got to come up with ways to generate revenue. And this is a great way to do it. Yeah, or, or could this be... and. It's this is just speculation, but could it be because Amazon is putting up warehouses in Indiana, Nevada, and Tennessee for their drone project? Makes sense. Because they do need central locations for that to work, and right now, if they go out of only California, that's not very many people they can serve. So if in the future they plan on having thousands of these warehouses throughout the U.S., Everyone's going to have to pay sales tax because they'll be based in that particular state. I see where you're going with that. But you, you'll get your phone within 10 minutes. Makes <laughs> sense. Unless some redneck with a shotgun shoots it down. Sure. <laughs> or a storm, or a bird, or a kid with a slingshot, or static electricity, or... Or a new building goes up and it runs into the building. <laughs> There's going to be a bunch of rednecks sitting outside that that drone facility. Pull! <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, I got me my new drone blind. They can't even see us this way. I intercepted this package before the NSA. Uh, well, yeah. The NSA will be out there hunting drones. <laughs> yeah, but they'll have to use nets. Um, mine went blank. I, I would like to see this instead. I mean, I, I know we're kind of going off on a tangent here with the delivery system and why they need to do that. Uh, your theory as to why they need to do that. I want to go back to like a steampunk era delivery system where everyone has pneumatic tubes going to their home. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would like to see that. Cause not only do you get instant delivery, but it's secure and you get to hear that, that satisfying thunk sound when it arrives. It's like going to the bank. <laughs> yeah. Only faster. <laughs> <laughs> are Are you sure that that's secure though? Well, I mean, it, I'm I'm assuming that in in Steve's or Zook's <laughs> steampunk uh, uh, reality, the tubes are going to be in in a uh, a nice conduit that goes underneath all the all the streets and everything, and will be protected by a a five foot. You would get your products via a series of tubes. Exactly. And, you know, it would be the steampunk internet. It it would make Alaskan congressmen so happy. We are all over the place this episode. We apologize. We're, We're still kind of schizophrenic tonight, aren't we? We really are. Oh. Well, okay. speaking some of schizophrenia, let's talk news. about comic book guy. Yeah. Not that he has it, but hey. So comic book guy, if you don't know by name, he is the gentleman on The Simpsons who is in the comics. I think that's actually his t character's name. I don't think he's been given a name. No, it's his name is actually Jeff Albertson. Um, but yeah, he's he's the owner of the Androids Dungeon and Baseball Card Shop on The Simpsons. And he's mostly known as comic book guy. That's That's who he is. That's what he does. He's getting hitched. Nice. So Two. there is hope. He's getting hitched to a manga artist. Manga? Yeah, manga. I don't know. Manga. Um yeah, gonna get gonna get married to looks like a nice little nice little Japanese girl. Uh and 
if there's if he can do it, so can you. There's hope for you. There is hope for <laughs> you. So while you may be sitting in your basement, sad that you're like lonely, just think, hey, comic book guy, he's getting some. So so can I. Carpe I, diem. I think of the comic book guy in the Big Bang Theory show and how he's Stuart. always. So. Stuart. Yeah. Poor Stuart. I love Stuart. He's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. You just you just identify with him so much. I, I actually <laughs> do. I identify with those characters way too much. <laughs> way too much. I, I live a very um, awesome life because I am able to identify with those types of characters. So obviously my life is awesome. So. <laughs> um, into completely different news. Just stopping that dead right there. Hey, um, you know how we keep saying people get away from Windows XP? It seems people were actually listening to us. You're welcome, Microsoft. Even stranger, Windows 8 is starting to make a market share gain. If you take a look at the latest trends, and I forget who does this, uh, net market share, December of 2013, they take a look at overall computer usage in the world. Now... Uh, OS X and Linux together is usually about 10% and has been consistently for the last year. It doesn't change. 90% of the world uses Windows. Just going to be a fact. Now, Windows 7 has been holding pretty steady at like 49%. XP had been 40%. Well, actually, more than that. Uh, Windows Vista, around 5%. Uh, Windows 8 started out at 2%. Well, by the end of the year, Windows 8 and 8.1 now make up 12%. And Windows XP is down to, what is that? That's like 24%. Yeah. Yeah, that's an insane drop, which is good considering that I think support ends in April. Do you think that, uh, I mean, we've talked about this in the past. Windows XP was out on PCs and a part of new PC builds for years. Years and years and years. Even up until 2012. Yeah, it shouldn't have been, but it was. What people don't remember is that Windows 7 isn't new. And Windows 8 even isn't that new. These replacements have been around for a while. We had previously talked about how people have been buying PCs for so long and now they weren't anymore. Do you think that maybe it's been enough time that people are once again buying PCs again? That probably has something to do with it, especially the new Windows 8.1 adoption. Um, since new um, new laptops are being packaged with Windows 8.1 and not Windows 8. So... Yeah, I think you're right. Well, let's see. When when would have been the last time you bought a PC where it would have officially had Windows XP on it? We're talking almost 2008, right? 2008, 2009? Before Windows 7 was released, yeah. Well, they had two iterations of Windows come out after XP with Emmy and... No, Emmy was before. Oh, was Emmy before? Oh, sorry. So just one then with Vista. Right. Emmy was around 2000. It was 99, 2000. Millennium edition. Yeah. So, okay. Um, So, yeah, probably about 2007? Eight? Yeah. So we're, we're looking at five years here. Yeah, that makes about that makes sense actually. We should have we should have seen this one coming miles away. 5 years between computer purchases. So even the people who have who bought a computer just as XP was on its way out, that computer is still dinosaur age now, 5 years later. And let us not forget the computers, personal computers have increased in speed dramatically in the last 18 months. I mean, I think even outpacing Moore's law. That law that states that a computer speed will double every 18 months, I think we've actually left it behind. Right. Yeah, Moore's Law is no longer relevant. Yeah. We've, we've talked about that on this very show. Wow. 
So it should not be that big a surprise. I expect to see the Vista, however, hold. And here's why. Uh, Vista, like I said, is currently holding around, what is that? That's about 4 6%. Yeah. yeah. Here's the reason why. If you have Vista right now, you don't know enough about computers to upgrade. <laughs> That's not a knock on you. And you're probably not listening to this podcast, so it's not, not a knock anyone. yet. It was so hurtful. <laughs> I mean, it was harsh, but it was meant in the best way. I mean, it's tough love. Vista, I never had a problem with it. I don't know, Schmitty, did you ever have a problem with Vista? No, no. Yeah, Zon, I think you did. I per- didn't personally. My wife did. Mm. My wife yeah. hated it. It so. wasn't a great operating system, though. But it, it it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't great, but it didn't work real well. Seven was so much better that if you were in even slightly technically inclined, you upgraded to seven immediately. If you weren't technically inclined, but you liked the new computers, you went out and bought a new computer. If you're not technically inclined and you don't care about computers at all, you kept your Vista. And I bet you those people who kept Vista will keep Vista up until we're like on Windows 8.5 or almost to Windows 9. Until their laptop explodes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't back up my pictures. Oh, no. Until their computer, bas- their laptop basically can't hold charge anymore. You know, that length of time when it happens that your battery just doesn't charge anymore. No, no. They, they still keep after that. They just keep it, they keep it plugged in. <laughs> I can't unplug it because it just immediately dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the world's only immobile mobile computer. Yeah, that's 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 the point where you can even buy a battery replacement and it still doesn't work. <laughs> I think you have a few of those. Yeah, they're stacked up, but right over there. <laughs> okay, um, into BlackBerry news because it is. We wouldn't be stolen droids without BlackBerry news. It's our obligatory <laughs> BlackBerry news. What's going to happen to us when BlackBerry finally dies? We'll make stuff up. <laughs> we'll just, like, we're going to have to have, like, a BlackBerry remembered show. <laughs> we'll awake. This week in BlackBerry, five years ago. <laughs> we'll just cry uh, silently. So BlackBerry, unfortunately, has been, well, not unfortunately, but they've been losing a lot of their higher-ups. A lot of their execs have been let go from the company in the wake of uh, their CEO being swapped out. This is generally viewed as a good thing, and in fact, their stocks have actually been slowly climbing up because of it. Uh, they're looking at reestablishing their dominance in the mobile phone market. They want to cut all the dead weight, get rid of all the old ideas that have been holding them back for so long, and you know what? More power to them for it. Unfortunately, that does mean that their global creative director uh, also was let go. I'm speaking, of course, of Alicia Keys. You know, the hip-hop R&B vocalist. Who, for some reason, last year was named their global creative director. And I, th- I think we covered it too, and and had since forgotten about it. Goes to show how well they used her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now you may not realize this, but she has actually had a pivotal role in the last year. Uh, Ms. Keys has been responsible for such awesome global creative decisions as tweeting from her iPhone. Telling people her iPhone, her Twitter was hacked to make it look like she tweeted from her iPhone. And that not doing anything else in any other venue or market. Wait, she wasn't the one that was responsible for the Be Bold thing, was she? No, I'm fairly certain she wasn't. She came on board after that. Okay. Um, let, let me put it in another light. Lady Gaga did more for Polaroid when she was their global creative director than Alicia Keys did for BlackBerry. And I think all Lady Gaga did was release a new pair of sunglasses. Took pictures for you. I got to get that kind of job. I know, I know. We are totally in the wrong market. We need to stop podcasting and work for BlackBerry, because evidently they're just giving away money. They are, which is why they're obviously such a stellar company as far as stability and profitability and... Now, this you know. weekend, this weekend, we're going to be meeting with the guys from BlackBerry over at NMX. Zana, you were with me last year when we did this. That was such a joke, but given my resume, I, I'm up to be their global creative director. It was. I can, I can tweet from my Android for them. 
It, I won't lie to you, listeners. It was a little awkward. <laughs> it, it was more than a little awkward. Like once I actually saw them, their kind of thousand yard stares and in, in their eyes, I couldn't help but feel a little bad. <laughs> Well, it's awesome, too, because, like, half the team on, what was it, day two or day three, like, didn't even show up to the booth because they were all out drinking the night before and didn't even make it back to their hotel rooms, at least according to the half their team that did show up. Yeah, that yeah, was you, day three, yeah. You don't tell potential customers that kind of stuff about your people. That's just not good business practices. You don't tell the podcast that single-handedly put you out of business. According to some listeners. That kind of dirt. So, yeah, fun stuff there. Uh, into some different news. Netflix has lost some titles. I'm going to start this headline a little bit differently. With the change of the year, Netflix lost its license on a few titles, but made it up to us with by adding some different ones. And Zonor, I'll let you take this one. Okay, let me open the story then. Yeah, we lost a bunch of a bunch of high quality films from Netflix this year. Um Braveheart, um Break into Electric Boogaloo, you know, the real the real high quality stuff. Top Gun, um Titanic, Flashdance, again Breaking to Electric Boogaloo. How can we live without not watching that on Netflix on Friday night? But they are bringing us a bunch of new titles. Uh, American Psycho, Raging Bull, Thelma and Louise, West Side Story, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Breakfast at Tiffany's, a classic, uh, Bull Durham, Red Dawn, the 84 version, not the one that came out last year, Spaceballs, Star Trek Motion Picture, Mouse Hunt. Mouse Hunt. skipped that one. Yeah, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Scrooged, Death Race 2000, the 1975 version. Uh, there's there's some good stuff here. Um, Ghost, not saying that's good, but, you know, the lady friend in your life, uh, you know, she'll enjoy that. So, yeah. Watch, they, watch it in front of a pottery wheel. You know, yes. it's a great date night. It is. It, it provides a natural segue into some... into Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> I just really said that. I didn't really mean into Whoopi Goldberg. I just mean you know to oh, Whoopi Goldberg. Jeez. Well, segue into is the correct preposition. <laughs> um. No, but th this is good for Netflix because I mean, too often Netflix gets the uh, the bad rep of of not having really good titles when it comes to movies. Um. And these 26 titles, most of them are really good movies. I I, I want to go watch 10 of these right away. I probably won't get any sleep tonight. But, I mean, th this is really good for them. And it, it kind of goes to show that they are really trying to add quality quality films to their, to their lineup. So, good on them. Yep. Yep, yep. And, uh... This kind of segues nicely, actually, into uh, my next thing here. Netflix will be awesome to watch on these things that I am most excited about for CES. Now, again, we're going to be at CES next week, and we'll be bringing you um, these things from the floor. But I cannot wait to see this. LG has had a massive leak of all their stuff. I shouldn't say all their stuff. We don't know if it's going to be all their stuff, but it's going to be a lot of stuff. A leak of their TVs has already come out, the ones that will be on the CES floor. And top among them, in my mind, is the 105-inch 4K OLED TV. Curved. It's a curved TV the size of your garage door. Because, um, you know, we all need one this big. How are you going to get that home, Zook? Will that fit in your back seat? We'll figure it out on the fly. <laughs> Strap it to the roof and drive as fast as you can. We'll get, we'll get airlift with this. <laughs> exactly. We'll be hopefully an ultralight. Yeah, no, we'd strap this to the uh, to the roof like a kill during hunting season. <laughs> Put it on the hood. Okay, now, if you don't know, we've talked about it before, but it's not a term that's really gained a lot of acceptance yet because so many few people have it. 4K resolution or 4000 resolution standard definition was 480 
high definition is 720, 1080. 4K resolution is the equivalent of 3840 by 2160 pixels. Or four different 1080 screens put together. It is such insanely high resolution that at that point your eye can no longer tell that what it's seeing is is a TV. Yeah, I, and I'm probably it, not doing it justice, but let's just say at a 105 inch uh, 105 inch screen, if you were to put a 1080p picture up there and you stand five feet away, you can see the individual pix- pixels. At 4K, you would have to get to about like two inches. Two. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with size of screen. You'd have to get to about 20 or 200 inch screen before you start to see individual pixels five feet away. So it, it's it's unfathomable how how tight these pixels are. Now I have not seen a 4K screen in person. I've seen 4K images, and they're insane. You know. At, when you look at a 4K image on the proper display, it looks like you're looking at a window. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you don't need 3D. And in fact, I predict that this will be one of the things that kills 3D TVs. Because Are those still a thing? Well, not really so much, but a lot of manufacturers are still throwing them in because why not? It takes so little to make your TV 3D. But the resolution is so high... You don't need 3D TV. Your mind does it all for you. Mm. You know, your brain accepts it as real. Yeah, and the curved screen really helps out a lot, reducing parallax. I am Uh. so insanely excited to see this. Now, this is not the only one, and I did not provide it in the show notes here, but you guys can find it. Another TV has leaked ahead of schedule, and this one is quite interesting. Um, you know, I'll give you guys the, uh, the link, but LG has evidently been also working on a web OS TV. Web OS, you might remember was the operating system that Palm created for the pre and that HP put on their, their slate. I forget what it's called. Was it called the slate? It sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one that was famously out for like, you know, 50 days before HP pulled it from the market and pulled all support. Like, like Kim Kardashian yeah. was married for longer than this slate was on. <laughs> that's, that's bad. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. So HP bought Palm, got the WebOS property, put it onto a few things, and then immediately dropped support for it. A year later, they dropped their CEO and they decided to put WebOS out into public domain. Well, it looks like LG has taken them up on that and has put it onto their TV. Now, what does this mean? A lot of people, not us, because we're podcasters, so we're broke, but a lot of people have web-enabled TVs, meaning they have little web apps. You don't need a media center. You don't need a Roku. You don't need anything else. The TV can hop on YouTube. The TV can hop on Netflix. The TV can hop on all those different things. Like yeah, my Google TV. Yeah, I I have a TV that does that. My Bravia does that. <laughs> Just saying. so we're not. Bra- <laughs> Sorry, Zook. Continue. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Way to just like completely destroy your point. Anyways. Anyways, the problem with these TVs are is that they have to be hard coded to do this from the manufacturer. And it's often a proprietary OS that's on there, if you can even call it an OS. I mean, obviously it is, but it's not like what you would, you and I would recognize. And by the time the TVs have hit the market, oftentimes they're already out of date. You know, the, the Netflix app is no longer compatible with Netflix, or the Hulu app doesn't work anymore because Hulu has changed their APIs. By introducing a web OS controller for the TV, it can be upgraded. It can be changed. It's much smoother. It's pretty much like a built-in Roku or PlayStation or Xbox, only without the games. And it looks gorgeous. So supposedly this is coming to CES, and we will be able to play with it as well. So I am just super excited for CES, mainly for the TVs. Yeah. It, good stuff. <laughs> That's is all it, I have to say about it. Has any other stuff leaked out that is like a big deal? 
not, I wouldn't say big deal. Audi has evidently uh, released images, and they did this. This wasn't a leak, but uh, they're introducing a new Quattro sport concept that looks like their original Quattro rally car. It uses a new type of technology for the headlights that incorporates lasers. I intend to ask them how they plan on not blinding, like literally blinding in this case, all drivers coming the opposite way. Because that just seems like a bad idea to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I did want to bring up, um, going back to the 4K TVs, uh, remember, I think think we covered this on the podcast uh, three or four months ago, that Netflix was toying with the idea of of providing 4K streams. So even if you, uh, even if you're thinking about getting a 4K TV but don't see a, an application for it yet, uh, Netflix has already got you covered for that. So just something to think about. Very good. That's a good point. And in fact, 4K, um, I believe 4K broadcasts have already started in Japan. Wow. So. Okay, into our favorites this week. I will start off, as I often do here, and mine comes to you from, well, from Legos and one guy with way more bricks than I have. Lego builder Matt DeLanoy, I apologize if I miss, if I slaughtered your name, he recreated a scene from the movie Fifth Element with Bruce Willis. It's the Floston Paradise shootout scene. If you haven't seen The Fifth Element, it's actually really good sci-fi, and you really should see it. It's like, what, 15, 16, 17 years old now? It's pretty old. Uh, came out yeah. in mid to late 90s. Bruce Willis, during his really heavy action stage before he got serious and then back into action, really kind of quirky French direction and plot, but it is one of the best sci-fi movies of the modern era. And this, there's this awesome climactic battle that happens in a floating space hotel just go with it, where Bruce Willis has to basically blow everything up. This guy created it in Lego. Other than the fact that Admiral Akbar is there as well, everything has been recreated faithfully to the movie. It is really, really incredible. You need to check it out. My favorite this week uh, could very easily just be a person. Uh, Zook and I had the awesome opportunity to interview uh, the very talented Whitney Avalon the other night. Uh, We'll be posting that interview here in the coming days, weeks, I don't know, months. It'll, It'll be up. But she is absolutely hilarious. And one of her videos that she's put up on her YouTube channel is called Baby Names. It's one that she wrote and produced. Uh, She also stars in uh, where a couple who is expecting a baby is trying to pick the name and they're essentially looking for a name that cannot be mocked like a horrible YouTube commenter would mock it. And so it's, it's very entertaining. Her whole channel is entertaining. Uh, but this, this was one of my favorites. So take a minute and, and, well, a minute and 59 seconds, excuse me, and check it out, and you'll be glad you did. And you'll probably get sucked into watching all her other videos as well. She's a dreamboat. <laughs> yeah, quote from uh, Animal Olympics. Okay, <laughs> um, my favorite of the week is some news that came out from the University of Tokyo. Um, scientists at University of Tokyo have mastered the force basically uh not not really the force but they're using sound to levitate objects basically you know how the aliens built the pyramids <laughs> um they're they're displaying it in real time and uh levitating small objects and it's it blows the mind it's pretty wicked so check it out uh, i i first showed the guys this link and when you watch the video, it takes a moment for your mind to comprehend what it is you're What's seeing. What's going on? Yeah. But uh, it is quite amazing. I'm not. I'm not totally convinced that they don't employ warlocks at the University of Tokyo after they also harnessed ball lightning many years ago. Well, they they positioned the cameras in such a way that that the warlocks are just just out of scene. Um, but I think in one of the the scenes, you can see like 
one of his his beads from his uh, his magic cane there in the corner. They also they also cut out the audio of them chanting to the Dark Lord to lift yep. styrofoam up a few inches and move it around. <laughs> I would definitely give it away. Yeah, the audio is cut out for that reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that is our show this week. Uh, thank you for bearing through it with us. Uh, Come on, been, it was a fun show. It was entertaining to bring to you, and we hope you were entertained by it. Again, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Find us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, do something. We, are we still on Google Plus? Yeah, we yes. are. It shows you what I know. Or Allegedly. give us a call. 801-917-GEEK. Uh, again, we will be at New Media Expo. You can follow us online as we get that award and steal it away from Leo Laporte. Um, and again, we'll be bringing it to you, uh, bringing CES to you next week live. So until next time, cheers. End of line. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.